0: Oh, oh, Hey, what's up, everyone? Drew here, and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for checking out our podcast, 108 North. This is the college podcast for First Baptist Statesboro. And I want to take a quick moment before we dive into the episode to say uh, if you happen to be a college student in Statesboro, whether you're going to Georgia Southern, Ogeechee Tech, or something in between, you're looking for a community and a church to plug into, we would love for you to come hang out with us at First Baptist. We're downtown, big church, 108 North Main Street. May look a little intimidating from the outside, uh, but we would love love for you to come and worship with us and to learn how to grow. We're all about equipping and making disciples. So we have worship services at 8.30 and 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And in between those at 9.45, we have a college gathering, uh, Bible study that we'd love for you to come join and hang out with. And then if you can't make that for some reason, on Wednesday night, uh, we have a college large group gathering that gathers at 6.30 as well. So love for you guys to come hang out with us. If you want more information, there's notes in the show notes and details and links, uh, and you can always reach out to me. So hope you're having a great day. Thank you for listening on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 108 North. This is our college podcast for FPC Borough. My name is Drew. I'm the college pastor here and one of your hosts. And with me, I have uh, James. How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, doing well, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm really, really good. And uh, Kiera, how are you today?
1: I'm
2: good. How are you? I'm
0: good. And uh, yeah, it has been a little bit since we've recorded. Um, We've had a lot going on, particularly the three of us. We actually went on a mission trip to Portland. Uh, Oregon and uh, we just got back are y'all feeling a little jet lag still or
2: I'm feeling a lot better um on (laughs) on Sunday I slept for 15 hours yeah Uh, yeah
1: for me on Sunday morning I still had to wake up early and what was weird was my body somehow forgot that there are pine trees in Georgia (laughs) (laughs) with all the fur dudlesses and whatever were in Portland so whenever I came back, I had the worst allergies. You were looking very um, allergic Sunday morning playing guitar oh yeah. on stage. I was dying. But you were
0: here because yes. you're a faithful servant and you love <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have just gotten back and uh, we're recording uh, episode three and uh, chapter three of uh, Nine Common Lies Christians Believe. And so this week's lie is actually a really, really good one. We had a great discussion about this. Um, a week or two back. We really did. And awesome. um, and we're excited to dive into it. So here's the, here's the lie, and I'm just going to say it out loud. Uh, this is chapter three in the book, and then uh, you guys let me know what y'all's initial thought is. And uh, the lie is simply this. Uh, God just wants me to be happy. How, how, have you guys ever heard that before? God just wants you to be happy. That's the ultimate goal in life. Um, yeah, what do you think?
1: For me, I know I have fallen into this lie firsthand. Um before reading this chapter, you know, I mean, honestly I believed it really up until reading this chapter. Um I just always thought, well, if I'm happy then God's happy, we're all happy, everybody's happy. Well you know, <laughs> happiness is very fluid from you know what I've been figuring out yeah, and everything. And, that's
0: a good way of putting it fluid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I have definitely realized this past semester uh, primarily that you know happiness is just constantly fleeting you know we'll never be able to cling on to it you know forever but whenever you believe in jesus and you get filled with the holy spirit you get filled with joy yeah and joy is everlasting
0: no that's a great way of putting it like you know um happiness i think is like the buzzword in 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 our world right mm-hmm. and uh the buzzword, what do you mean? Well, just everybody talks about it. Like, that's, oh, okay. that's the ultimate good. Even even our, you know, what's our, uh, you know, life as our c- country, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is great, don't get me wrong. Like, I like it, but it is an emotion, ultimately. And emotions often did, are determined by our circumstances. Kira, mm-hmm. um, what about you?
2: Yeah, I've definitely heard this before. Um, I believed it, but I think if I looked at my... Um, my heart posture when I was saying it, I was really just thinking, God wants, or I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. Mm. Um, and so I put God wants me to be happy on it. Um, that way no one could tell me that <laughs> I was wrong. Um, so like, oh, I want to go out and party a bunch. And, you know, people would say, well, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Like, here are several scriptures to show that that's probably not something you should do. It's like, oh, well, God wants me to be happy. Um, to like shut them up, basically, so I could do whatever I wanted. That's
0: a good way of putting it. It seems like a lot of people use, well, God just wants me to be happy. Almost as like a, a conversation shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, and maybe culturally we've believed this lie. I know I've fallen into it at times. Uh, that, you know, happiness is the ultimate good it's, it's the purpose of our lives in some ways. A lot of people do live for happiness. And so then if you pull that trump card, it's like, well, I mean, you're really going to question whether this is good or not? I mean, God wants me to be happy and this makes me happy. Um, it just kind of falls apart under a little bit of scrutiny, though, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
1: It's one of those things that, you know, sounds good whenever you first say it. It's like, oh, wait a minute, let me think about that and then you think about it, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, think we saw
0: this, I think we saw this firsthand a little bit in Portland this past week. A beautiful place, um, but one of the things I've observed is that all these people are chasing things. Some of them are very good things, uh, but they think that making an idol of them and upholding that as the ultimate good in our life creates this, uh, will create this permanent happiness. And you know what I keep going back to? This is a very niche thing for me, but as a kid, I remember getting a Nintendo 64, okay? And before that, I had a Super Nintendo, and I remember when I got my Super Nintendo, I was like, this is the best thing ever, and it was so much fun. And then it kind of just started collecting dust in my room, and then I got a Nintendo 64. I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. And that's kind of what it makes me think about happiness, is those things really did make me happy, but they don't keep you happy
1: it, it's, ha- it's happiness in the short term never in the long term yeah
0: yeah i think that's very true because i think our entire culture is this way right And I, he doesn't necessarily go to this in the chapter but this is what makes me think about this a lot is that our culture is built on this almost hype machine because it has to be because if you linger too long on one thing you'll realize oh happiness doesn't actually last mm-hmm. and so you have to constantly be having a new movie a new video game a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, a new hobby, a new this, a new that, a new scene, a new whatever it is, a new thing to keep you on the hype to catch kind of catch that wave. It's, it's almost like being uh, an addict to like drugs or something. If you think yeah. about it, it's just I'm just gonna keep one step ahead of the you know the the, the fall.
2: I mean that's a thing for sure. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that quote unquote brings happiness and you can, like, that is the main neurotransmitter and, like, addiction when yeah. it comes to that kind of thing. So even if it doesn't come from a drug, you can definitely get addicted to that feeling.
0: Shane, on page 55, makes this quote. He he outlines, a you know, an opening conversation about um, some friends of theirs who were getting a divorce, and the whole statement of them finally getting to divorce is that, you know, um, I know because... Uh, she says, I know God just wants me to be happy, and, and being happy means I'm going to divorce my husband. Mm-hmm. And then Shane, Shane says this He says, Here's a, a good number one question. A qu- here's good question number one Is our happiness really the determining factor for everything? Is happiness really the greatest good in the world? We hear statements like happy wife, happy life, and the ultimate goal of life is the pursuit of happiness. And those have been staples of our society for as long as I can remember. But is that what God's main priority for us is to simply be happy? What do you guys think about that?
1: I would say absolutely not. Um, Essentially for me, based on uh, my past experience and my testimony, um, I have, you know, I kind of lived for my happiness, you know, just through and through. And then, you know, I kind of realized, you know, what am I really doing here? You know, like... I kind of, you know, I more or less just looked at it into my finances. And, you know, I saw just, you know, my money, like, where in the world is it going? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where it just clicked. I was like, wait a minute. I'm spending all this money chasing happiness whenever it's not bringing me anything. It's yeah. not bringing any fulfillment.
0: Yeah, it's cost you. I mean, it's costing you more than money, too, right? It's costing you time. It's costing you energy. Oh, Some people yeah, cost them their time. health. And like, it's this whole thing that people, I mean, think about how much money, money's a great way of putting it because our you know you spend your money on what you care about mm-hmm. and uh, money's a how many industries would collapse immediately if happiness wasn't the thing that people were actually wasn't the top after it and it wasn't marketed towards them being like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to let this make you happy.
1: That's a great point. Yeah.
0: So he goes into this next section, and I'd love to get y'all's thoughts of the difference between joy and happiness. Because happiness, as he points out, um, is not necessarily bad, but it kind of comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we hear about joy a lot in scripture, and I think some people just kind of assume those are the same thing. So what's the difference uh, in the world's definition of happiness versus what the Bible defines as joy?
2: Yeah, in 56, he he kind of answers this a little bit or the first part of it it says the world's, ha- the world's idea of happiness is directly tied to circumstances and if our circumstances are favorable then we're happy if not then we're not so happiness is always this temporary like feeling um, and joy is something that is sustained it's kind of um, comparable to contentment um, mm. and sitting in the truth that don't change. That's why Jesus and the apostles talk so much about um, things that are steadfast and things that don't move and all of these, um, what are they called? Metaphors Mm -hmm, (laughs) to, um, you know, building your house on the rock, not the sand, like um, planting a seed in in good soil so that it doesn't get easily uprooted. Like these are things that don't, they, they stay for a long time. And sometimes things that are, focused on longevity don't feel good right now. Um, and that's really hard to sit with sometimes. Yeah. But that's the biggest difference between joy and happiness, for sure, is that one of them is sustainable and the other one is not.
0: Yeah. I, I really like how he puts it that that ultimately joy isn't based on circumstances. And happiness really is. Let me ask you guys a question. would you have an example or maybe something that comes to mind that when you've uh, had circumstances dictate when you're happy or when you're not that come to mind
1: to kind of lead off of that. Actually, I have a great answer. Um, last podcast, I believe, didn't we talk about Job? Yeah. Um, and Job's whole, you know, situation where, you know, essentially he was, you know, he had the least favorable circumstances to be happy. You know, if that makes any sense. Um, but through it all, he still had the joy of the Lord in him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, that's actually a great song by Rent Collective. It's uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. And, you know, how true that is whenever, you know, I am faces, facing, you know, just difficult circumstances, you know, like how in the world can I be happy through this? You know, I have to just constantly remember to, you know, crack up on my Bible and see, you know, what God's wisdom has to say about it and remember you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah,
0: yeah. And there's a, there's a great depth of strength within joy because mm-hmm. like Kiara just said, it doesn't move. Like it stays, it's, it's solid ground. Unlike happiness, I was thinking about this when we got here, James, you brought some free coffee you got, right? So like, I tell you guys, for me personally, you give me free coffee, <laughs> I'm gonna be happy, right? <laughs> if you give me what is free coffee and I'm happy and then I take a sip of it and it's just hot water, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> just like that. You, have you, ever, you guys ever experienced that? Like, like you've, you've bounced from extreme happiness to extreme, yes. like the whole gambit of, of happy to sad emotions all within a moment.
2: Yes. yes. I, when I, okay, so <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I did not know the Lord I would say that I did, but I definitely didn't. My entire life was built upon my friends. um, Mm -hmm. And whether or not they liked me that day or whether or not I did something that made them happy or sad. And if they were sad, then I was sad. And if they were happy, then I was happy. And it was just a terrible time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but But I remember, like, thinking throughout the day, like, When I got here, I was super happy because it was the beginning of the day and I was, you know, my friends were happy. So I was happy and I was doing something that that pleased to them. And then something would happen and they would be upset with me. And then I was like, how did I feel so great this morning? And now fourth period, you know, not even halfway (laughs) through the day, I'm like crying in the bathroom. So it's like, I just remember really building my life upon those moment by moment things and wondering why it was not sustaining because I was building my life on People who yeah. change constantly.
0: Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> this, uh, that's
0: a great point.
1: <laughs> a funny story this actually happened to me a couple of days ago. Um, I'm, I'm still a dumb college student, you know, I just am. Oh, no. yeah, so, for sure, me yeah. too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm out of college and sometimes I'm a dumb college student, <laughs> so I'll tell you. So, me and two of my friends, we had like 20,000 firecrackers. They still <laughs> 20, have 20,000 yeah, firecrackers. Yeah, like oh you know, fire the fourth crackers. isn't
0: until a few days from now right <laughs> yes
1: but they just showed me and i was like oh my gosh that's an awesome side pile. we have to light one we just have to you know i mean like, why don't we so we're at the hudson and i think we throw it inside the parking lot and there were there were no cars this is going to incriminate
0: you is it no no no, 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 no. <laughs> there were no
1: cars nearby there were no buildings you know it was fine so we light it and then we throw it and then it just stops it doesn't go off. Oh no. We were like, how anticlimactic <laughs> is that? So like you know, we were all pumped. We were like, yeah, let's go. And it doesn't even go off.
0: Yeah.
2: If that's not a sermon analogy, I don't know what it is. Yeah, James, um.
0: you have got a preacher here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's a great example. And it's so funny because I think what you said, uh, I was thinking about back to like middle school and high school. I feel like I was the same way as what you just described a minute ago. And and even with James, what you're describing in a different way, is like I would have these things that would greatly determined whether I was happy or sad. And there was this insidious lie in my head that made me think that I could do something to manage and control that. And so if I could manage and control that, if I could have the right friends, if I could make them happy, if I could do the right things, if I could buy the right stuff, if I could get the right degrees I get the right jobs, you name it, it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter what it is, I could like have this perpetual happiness. Um, A lot of times, and, and you know, I think he makes this point. A lot of times we build our happiness on people. And the difference I think joy comes in is that joy is based on a person, but he's based on a person that is consistent and doesn't change. And that's Jesus. You know, if you base your entire life on people, even people who are faithful to the Lord, they're going to disappoint you and let you down. You know, we're we're none of us are perfect, you know, pastors and, and alike and mature Christians. We're still here, we're in the in between, God sanctifying us and growing us. And ultimately, the reason that joy is so steadfast is because Jesus keeps his promises, Jesus doesn't change, and Jesus is rock solid. And so Jesus doesn't change, right? He's the same today, tomorrow, forever. He's gentle. He's he will kind. always be there. Yeah, he's he's good. I read something the other day that made me think a lot about this. It said that the, the most damaging and insidious lie that Satan uses against us is, con- is, is, is makes us question the goodness of God and mm-hmm. the goodness of Jesus. And that's really true because a lot of times um, I am not happy, and sometimes I'll point my finger at God immediately, if I'm being honest, because I'm like, I mean, if you really cared about me, this would make me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Shane brings a great point up in here that, you know, Jesus is not as concerned with our happiness because he loves us enough to give us joy. And to and to push us into making us something more right mm-hmm. like this kind of goes back to uh, this kind of goes back to the first week's question we had which was based on do to do do give me one second I'll get this doo-doo-doo. oh yeah God won't give me more than I can handle like this idea that like hard things happen to us in our life right like it's kind of in the same vein, a similar lie. Is it like you know we want God, we want to be happy, which means everything's comfortable and control, and God's not going to give us more than we can handle, which is hard and difficult. But really, God cares less about us being happy and more about the fact that He's saving and making us more like Him. Um, which is, I see it because like I'm a parent now, and so I look at Addison and it's like well, you know what makes Addison happy? Cookies. <laughs> 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 cookies. And <laughs> yes. so I could give her cookies all day long, but that's not helping her become healthy and good. Mm-hmm.
1: If How is ju- that teaching her?
0: Exactly. And God cares about us, loves us enough to give us hard things and loves us enough to k- kind of destroy our happiness sometimes because he has something better for us. Uh, you got something?
2: Oh, I'm Sorry.
0: That's <laughs> no, okay. You
1: just you just grabbed that Bible with purpose. I know. I was like, "Wow."
2: I was trying to. I'm find ready something. for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, to answer the question from earlier, which was, which was, hold on. Um, oh, but is what God's main priority for our lives to be happy, to just be happy? And the answer is obviously no. But there is another answer that sounds similar but is not um god's will for our lives it says this in first thessalonians 4 3 is to be holy mm. um, and so it's not to be happy it's to be holy and jesus also says this in similar but not the same words in matthew 5 48 which a lot of people talk about which is be perfect therefore as your heavenly father it is perfect which is a big statement but I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, since uh, Drew definitely went to seminary and I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I, think, I think that is pretty similar to what Paul says to the Thessalonians about being holy. Like God's purpose for you is to be holy so that we can all be reconciled to him. Yeah. And that's the only way that that can happen. Yeah. And that sounds very daunting because it's impossible for us to be holy completely. Well, perfect, I mean. Um, we were made holy by uh, the sacrifice of Jesus, but it's like, it's not this. Sometimes I guess I think about um, like the quote unquote rules that, that Jesus gives as as rules, as like these constricting things that keep us from doing stuff that we want to do. But it's like, if you really think about it, Jesus is always on to something when he's saying stuff. <laughs> and it's because sin destroys relationships and it destroys us Mm -hmm. and it destroys the world and so he's saying stay away from that like no you can't lie about this thing because lying is going to destroy a relationship that you have with someone Mm -hmm. else no you can't go out and kill someone because they made you angry um because that's going to destroy a relationship with someone else
0: we've all wanted to punch someone in the face oh for sure oh yeah
2: um and so
0: i think that's yeah yeah i think that's on point because I think if we think about it, um, Paul David Tripp, who's a, a pastor, says that the DNA of sin is selfishness, and I think I think that's an accurate, astute observation. And no one likes selfish people, but we're all pretty selfish. You, know what I'm saying, like nobody likes that person who's in the friend group who's just all about them, talks all about them, doesn't let anybody else have a turn. It does destroy relationships. And I think you're right. Like God is making us holy, and Happiness is not a bad thing. Let's just admit it. Like God, yeah, I'm, God I'm not anti
1: happy. Yeah, 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 me
0: either. Like I'm, I'm a pretty happy person. Honestly, mm-hmm. all of us are. The reality is, is that a lot of times it's what we're putting our happiness into, and and what what ends up happening is a lot of times we we we've convinced ourselves that something makes us feel a certain way, and something has really is going to make us happy. When really happiness isn't what we're looking for, it's just it's just a fleeting thing. What we want is this peaceful joy of knowing that we're loved. This goes I- exactly into probably my favorite part of this chapter. On page 62, he uses this analogy about Plato, and I, I really liked it, um, so I'm going to go there. He, he makes this whole thing. He says, the reason we like Plato's children was because we believed we could create anything we wanted. This is the same reason so many people like to talk about Jesus, but they don't actually read the Bible, as if everything in the Bible is a mere suggestion as long as you're happy. And I think this goes back to what you you're just talking about, James. Like, people justify things all day long because it makes them happy because they have believed the lie that happiness is the end goal goodness. Like, you being happy, whatever you define that as, is what you need to run after. But the reality is, is that's an idol. Like, that's not who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so, if what we're looking for is Jesus, and the joy that Jesus brings, and we've made this fake Jesus in our mind who's just going to give us happiness, no wonder we're going to run into things and break our relationships and destroy our hearts and and hurt people and ourselves and everyone else in the process in the name of happiness, when happiness never was made to give us that to begin with.
2: Yeah, on 63, um, it says a real Jesus brings real joy, um, and only He can do that. And so, the He he kind of goes on a uh, a rant is a really harsh word, but soapbox maybe. Yeah, and <laughs> later on on this page, and it says, uh, "Left to our natural devices, we don't want to be created in God's image. We want Him to be created in our image. We don't want Him to be the one in control. We want to be in control." And then he goes down and he gives a lot of examples that. Uh, flesh this out. And in the end, he says, if this is the idea of Jesus, or if this idea of Jesus is what comes to mind when you worship, pray, sing, lift your hands, give, serve, and live, then I've got to tell you, you're worshiping an idol. You're breaking one of the clearest commandments in all of scripture, and that's, you shall have no other gods before me. And um, the the heart behind, so I did a study on um, Exodus, and then we actually did a study on the Ten Commandments in Sunday school last semester or not last semester, the fall semester. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and the heart behind you shall have no other gods before me is the fact that these these gods, whatever it is, you know, the, whether they be the statues of the Old Testament or you or whoever else or whatever else, like, they cannot give you what you're looking for. Like they just can't. Yeah. Um, and, and you will find that Time after time after time after searching after them. And Jesus is saying about himself and about the father that I'm what what it is that you're looking for. Like I am what is going to satisfy you. And that's the problem with making these Plato gods and these Plato Jesuses. You think that they're going to give you happiness until tomorrow when they don't. And it's like, listen, man, I'm trying to tell you why I made this commandment. Like, I'm not doing it just because I'm some arrogant (laughs) dude in the sky. Like, I'm doing it because I made you to find satisfaction in me alone. Yeah. So.
0: I think that's a great point because ultimately, idolatry is us putting anything, even good things, I think we forget that, Mm -hmm. in the place of the greatest thing, which is God. And like, what you're saying is 100% true. God does care about your happiness, but he does not care about it as much as he cares about him because he is the best thing for you. He's the thing our hearts desire. Even though sin blinds us and twists us and corrupts us and makes us believe other things are true and feel that other things are true, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So, we'll wrap this up episode up with this thought. This is what Shane says. The world's definition of happiness is often dictated by circumstance, but biblical joy is built on a person named Jesus. So, My prayer for everyone who's listening and for all of us at this table is that we would be people who run towards the joy of Jesus and not get sucked down into happy as being the ultimate good. Thank you guys for being with us. Hope you can come hang out with us sometimes. Check us out every Sunday morning. We have a live stream. Uh, We've got a book club going on on Wednesday nights if you're in Statesboro, and uh, we'll catch you later on 108 North. Peace. See y'all
2: later. Bye.